I can hear you typing, Johnny. That wasn't me. That was Tim. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. Everything, everything tonight is Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Erasable Podcast. This episode is brought to you once again by CW Pencil Enterprise, purveyor of superior graphite. This week they put together an amazing sampler plaque exclusively for you, our faithful Erasable listeners. More on that later. Um, But first, uh, it's taken us over two years and 53 episodes to get around to really talking about erasers, which of course is our namesake. Um, And we can't do it without tonight's guest. I am Andy Welfley. I am joined tonight by... One guy I just can't seem to erase from my life. That would be Johnny Gamber. Uh, the, other guy, <laughs> the other guy, Tim Wasson, is out sick. Um, however, although we can't replace Tim, we've replaced him. <laughs> we are joined by none <laughs> other than the famous and fabulous Anna Reinert. Hey, Anna. Hi, how are you? We're good. I'm good. I, don't, Anna. I shouldn't speak for Johnny. I am always good. I guess. When I'm with you guys. Aww. I guess uh, in the last episode that you were on, on uh, episode 38, Tim was also out that day. Yes. So I really just have no proof that you are not the same person. Yes. We're, I'm actually Tim. I'm just using a voice modulator. <laughs> well, I've met Tim in person, and he doesn't look like he has that voice. Well, neither of us have met Anna in person. So. Oh, man. I have to ask Brad. Yeah. It's entirely, it's entirely possible that Tim also has pink hair. <laughs> that is true I, I that's why he's not on tonight he's embarrassed yeah <laughs> doesn't want anybody to see him cool so uh, Anna is here um, she's going to talk about a little later her brand new podcast uh, which is much ne- needed in sort of the like stationery and pen and, and marker world the art supply posse so we'll, uh, we'll get to that a little bit but first um, Anna what are you uh, drinking and writing with um, well, actually, tonight, um, I'm drinking the guest host. It's a, it's a lovely base of Perrier topped off with sweet sherry and a tablespoon of free hotel shampoo, shaken intensely. It's very bubbly. <laughs> I bet it is. Fizzy. Um, fizzy. <laughs> actually, um, actually, my birthday was on Saturday, and my husband oh, was kind like- enough. Thank you. Uh, was kind enough to uh, buy me a soda machine. So I took it for a test drive today. Oh, like so- a soda stream? Like- mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just imagined and, uh, a big, like, Coke vending machine in your house. <laughs> yes, I got one of those ones that's, like, digital and you can pick out, like, 100 flavors. No, it's just one of those soda streams. Because um, yeah. we, uh, we make so many cocktails that we decided it was getting pointless to continue to go and buy um, uh, just, like, uh, fizzy water. So mm-hmm. now we can make our own fizzy water. Can you, can you fizzify, um, like, hard alcohol? Coffee. Like, can you make fizzy, like, vodka or gin? You know, I don't know. They, um... I started reading up on stuff like I started reading up on stuff like that because somebody said something like you can actually make your own champagne by like fizzing <gasps> white wine. And somebody was like, yeah, you want to try that with one of the cheaper machines because sometimes you can make them explode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so maybe not. We'll just keep just, you know, putting the fizzy water in the vodka and the gin and what have you. But yeah. um, no. So we're really excited. We keep finding all these recipes for making different kinds of sodas and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Some, I, I feel soda? like coffee soda. <laughs> Johnny, I feel like you have a one-track mind. Absolutely. Pencils, <laughs> pencils and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
I've, I've had bubbly bubbly coffee soda before. It was not bad. Mm. Yeah, some, some of that of stuff is actually kind of fun. Yeah. The coffee, like the nitro-infused cold brew, is kind of a coffee soda. It's it's a lot like – I feel like the bubbles are a lot like carbon dioxide bubbles, but it's kind of what it is. The machine will let you do like different levels of carbonation. So you can do like um, lightly carbonated, medium carbonated, or like super carbonated for like making like if you want to actually make like cola, you use the super carbonated. Mm. But you could do it like lightly carbonated, which might actually be kind of cool with like a cold coffee or something. Yeah. I will let you know how that turns out. Heck yeah. Coming over your house. I'm looking forward to your Soda Stream podcast. (laughs) Please, I do not need another podcast, blog, or other hobby. I'm not sleeping as it is. (laughs) (laughs) What are you you writing with, Anna? Uh, Today I am writing with um, Prismacolor Color Race uh, pencils. I just got a set of um, 24 colors, and I can't decide which color to use, so I'm using all of them. Excellent. Thanks. I'm hoping you're, like, sketchnoting this whole thing as we go. (laughs) <laughs> uh let's not yeah. <laughs> it's been a long week already and i know it's only tuesday yeah no pressure <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and i'm using the um the apica pre- premium the cd notebook mm. it's an a6 size it's a little tiny one i always wondered is it, do you say apica i have no idea but that's okay. how i say it yeah <laughs> i think that's just isn't it? it's like our nemo sign nemosity um discussion like make it up as you go along exactly exactly johnny how about you i am drinking coffee number six and seven i'm a little behind today because it's what quarter to nine <laughs> i should, it should be past seven by now but um yeah one hot and one cold so my teeth hurt oh man a lot yeah <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> today's flag day i think so, that everybody yeah. just probably everybody in this room just like worries about you when they when they hear you talk yeah, half the time I've said I've been drinking whiskey, I was lying and I was really drinking coffee. <laughs> I have some whiskey. It's just, you know, it's far away. Yeah. Six six feet. Um, so today's flag day. Neither of you wished me a happy flag day. So oh, sorry. <laughs> happy flag day. <laughs> so I'm writing with uh, an America's pencil, USA Gold Naturals, in one of two um, write notepads, reporter's pads that are out in the wild. The other one belongs to the mayor. Oh, man. So I'll talk more about that later. Johnny Amber and the mayor of Baltimore both have one of these. I mean, I'm not saying I'm riding in 2020, but... <laughs> Gamber for mayor. I think I'd be good at it. <laughs> I think you would, too. <laughs> um, I am drinking an amazing drink called the Waffle Iron. Uh, it's a pint glass of expired blood, which is better than you would think, with those little, little mini Eggo waffles floating in the middle, uh, like little mushy discs. Mmm. Mm, tasty. <laughs> tasty. Why can't uh, you guys just drink coffee and something normal? I know. I don't know. Um, no, I am drinking. Um, I am drinking a South American beer called a Cusqueña. I, uh, I think we've talked before about my like weird obsession with um, Latino beers that I can find around this area that I could not find back in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, this is one that I had when I was in Lima, and it was really amazing, and I was so excited that I found it. It's kind of like the Coors Light of Peru. Is probably how I would say uh, this was most like because it's not that good, but it's fun because it's like from a different country. <laughs> so I'm drinking that, uh, and I am writing with um, my general's pencil, uh, goddess pencil, which I think we determined was basically the semi-hex, but only with, with like in a round edition. Um, and I'm writing on a um, 
index card that came in a pack I bought from Daiso. Say just one, one index card for now. Just I'm I'm mostly what I do when I do the show is because I edited. I take edit, editing notes. I write down timestamps of when maybe we spoke over each other or my microphone cut out or whatever. Whenever Johnny says the f word, which is a lot. <laughs> um, Get another index card out. Exactly. So I <laughs> I always write down timestamps. So. I usually try to get something with like like good lines and a grid because sometimes I have to make a lot of notes depending on how bad our technology is that day. So this has a really nice like tight line structure on it and it has that thing that like a lot of Japanese um oh like a lot of Japanese grids have where it's like a line and there's like little dots. So it's kind of a combination between line and dot grid. It's like a I don't know how to describe it. It's a, just a nice notepad, note card. It's from Daiso. It cost a dollar. So it's kind of cheap. It's thin. But I like it. Cool. Should we um, should we go into Fresh Points? Yeah. Um, Anna, you are um, you our guest, so please go first. And I, I definitely am looking forward to hearing this first point. Well, I guess my biggest uh, Fresh Point of the day is that um, I recently started my very own podcast. Yay! I decided that uh, you guys can't have all the glory. <laughs> and it's a glorious thing, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, about three or four weeks ago, um, Heather Rivard and I um, uh, started a pod. Well, we it took us about two months to actually get it all started. Um, but uh, we started um, our podcast, which is called Art Supply Posse. Um, and it launched about three weeks ago and, uh, it's, uh, all about art supplies and, um, we're starting out the first, um, probably half a dozen episodes or so really kind of focusing on sort of one-on-ones about different art supplies. So we've done an episode on sketchbooks and watercolor, um, and the episode that'll be coming out, uh, tomorrow, uh, we're talking about online classes Oh. And then we're going to do an episode. Um, and uh, we're going to do some episodes on fine liners and markers. Um, and then we're hoping to start doing some episodes with interviews with artists um, about their favorite tools and how they got started and um, that kind of thing. What got them started? What their how they work? Um, but we'd also like to touch on some uh, digital skills and how to combine hand skills with digital skills. Hmm. Um, that kind of stuff. So it's been fun. It's been really exciting. People have been super supportive and very enthusiastic. Yeah. It's one thing that I think that, you know, Johnny and Tim and I are, are all mostly writers with our stationery. Mm-hmm. Johnny, Johnny fools around with, with drawing a little bit, but sometimes I, I feel like some of our more like arts oriented people in the group are a little left out because we mostly just talk about things as they relate to writing. So this is this is a segment of like the pen and paper world that I think is really needed. I think, and well, and it's just given us, you know, it was one of those things. Um, Heather actually sort of put out a um, a tweet at one point that said, um, "There's a pencil podcast. There's a pen podcast. How come there isn't one about art supplies?" Yeah, and that was sort of how the ball got rolling. Yeah, and um, you know, basically said, "Well, we should start one," and <laughs> the um, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We should. <laughs> yeah. I feel <laughs> like that, I feel like Heather is your 
is your Tim? Because Tim was like, why, why is there no podcast about pencils to both me and Johnny? And then I was like, well, there is now. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. It really was. And it, I mean, it took a little while to just sort of, I don't know, I guess feel confident enough to say, okay, I think we can, we can really do this. We can do this, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it seems, it seems strange to say it. I mean, I've been, um, I've worked as a designer and, you know, went to art school and yet somehow I still didn't feel like I was qualified to talk about art supplies, but, um, I'm very good with research and I know lots of people. And so when I feel like I don't know quite enough, I can do homework. So I'm definitely interested in when you guys get to the like analog, like moves into digital world, because I, I, I work with a lot of like graphic designers and artists and product designers who work almost completely digitally, but they all have some like art school background. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to be recommending that podcast to them. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of things that I think we'll talk to other artists about, about how they, because most people end up having to, at some point, take their um, analog work and either submit it to someone digitally or display it digitally. You know, people are always wanting to show it online somehow or share it online or submit it to a publication Mm -hmm. online. And so at some point it has to be photographed or scanned or cleaned up to do that. And so, and everybody has a different way of doing it. And so I think being able to share even some of their tips or which software they use or, you know, just how they go about doing that is just nice to be able to be like, Hey, maybe I should try that application or maybe that one will work better for me than what I've been doing. Or I hadn't thought to try that technique. Yeah. It'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and you, you're recording, uh, weekly, which is amazing. Like I'm super impressed by that. I guess it's been like in for a penny at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I've always thought it's like, Oh, the pen addict, like, yeah, they're both kind of like full time podcaster slash pen people. So yeah, they can do weekly. We just, we're doing biweekly because we all have like other jobs and stuff going on. Except Johnny and doesn't have a job. We had said originally, <laughs> we said originally we were going to do it biweekly and then we started doing it and we're like, let's just, we're just going to go for it. Yeah. We're just going to go for it. And we said, you know, when we get to things like, you know, major holiday weekends and, you know, we'll, we'll take yeah. the, you know, we'll, we'll make a point of saying, Hey, you know, we're not going to record this week. So just, you know, and give ourselves that opportunity to take those breaks. Yeah. Um, but otherwise we're just going to kind of plow through. <laughs> just keep going and see how it goes. So yeah. fingers crossed we can we can pull it off. But yeah, both of us work full time. So it's it's it might get a little dicey. Yeah. And of course I was just kidding about Johnny not having a job because he, he 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 works really hard. He has a job that spans more than, you know, just the work day. But I get all the coffee I want. Exactly. <laughs> That's a perk. Um, <laughs> That's a good pun. Oh, I get it. <laughs> So, yeah, and uh, well, the other big news this uh, today, right, was the the new field notes. Yeah, right? yeah, it was the byline edition. It was um, it was interesting just because I I feel like everybody who knows what a reporter's notepad is, or or maybe even has used one, is like all about it, and people who don't know what it is are just like, this is dumb, this is useless. Um, at least I've got that kind of got that feeling from. From the Field Nuts group. You know, and, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit right before the show. And, yeah. it, you know, it's, I've been so busy. Um, I haven't really gotten to hear a lot of the feedback about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but my feeling about it is, yeah, if you if you're not familiar with a with a reporter style notebook, um, it's you know it makes great you know grocery list. Yeah, it's a nice long long notepad. One of my very favorite um, Rhodia pads is oh, what's the number of it? It's the number eight, I think. Yeah, the Rhodia num- number eight, and that's the one that's um, three inches by eight and a quarter inches. And it's just so great to hold in your hand. And so that was always like, you know, the fancy reporter's notepad when there's always the like kind of crappy reporter's notepads that they supply at newspapers and like media outlets. Um, so there is a new uh, fancy reporter's notepad on the scene. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, and actually there's more than just one. Yeah. Ah, do I have to bring up the whole aesthetic? Um. <laughs> Well, I don't know. know. Yeah, you should figure it out for themselves. <laughs> Everybody I ask said the same thing. Okay, I'm not crazy. It's not just like German guilt. There's a there's a uh, logo on the front of it uh, of an eagle that is clutching a pin and a lightning bolt, and both kind of like the eagle in this particular pose. And lightning bolts are reminiscent of uh, branding and imagery from uh, a certain political party. In Germany, a long time ago. So uh, yeah, go 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 on the internet if you want to join that discussion. <laughs> I think but, it. Um, they did. They did suggest when they they did their um, pre-release announcement. They had used a picture of a typewriter, and I think that that particular um, logo and branding was also on several brands of typewriters. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't hold me to oh. it. But if- no, I I totally get it. That's and yeah, there's definitely plenty of like old school like like American federal like imagery that also has kind of, it's that Eagle with like the side pose and the wings extending out kind of clutching things. Like it's, it's on, it's on our coins, like a lot of our coins. So it's definitely not, you know, just a, a Nazi thing. It's uh, yeah. yeah, it's all over the place, but it's, it, it's, it's definitely something that people have, have brought up, but yeah, I think the gray played into it a lot. Yeah. And the color of the belly band for some reason. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do like, um, so it's 12 or $13, $13 for a two pack of these. And it's just more paper and probably more like materials than a regular field notes. But they, also they got only the have, spiral. Yeah. They're only 35 sheets each. Oh, really? 70, 70 pages. Yeah. But they're bigger so, than. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like on the one hand, you know, if you have a subscription, you're subscribing to two, three packs of pocket notebooks. So when they do the six pack, if you're a collector, which I'm not, you're like, oh, now I have to buy an extra one if I want to use one. It's like the whole point of two is one to collect and one to use. Yeah. But these aren't pocket notebooks. So yeah. I could see some people, or, well, I mean, I, we actually did see some people that are like thoroughly pissed <laughs> that that's not what they're getting. S- somebody, but, somebody in the field notes was going on about how they wish that they were always the same size and shape. And I was like, I'm curious as to why. Like, that's, that's interesting. They're like, well... When I stash it away, it's much easier to like store. I'm like, I don't think that Field Notes is thinking about that when yeah. they when they do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think Plus, that would really limit their yeah um, their creativity if they lock themselves into the same size and shape every single time they did the colors edition. Yeah. If you want the same size and shape, then don't subscribe to the colors edition. Just buy their regular editions. Totally. Plus, they give you an out if you don't like it. They'll give you the regular notebooks. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I think they started that with Hearts and Sciences, didn't they? Kind of the first, 
the first break from their their standard like three mm-hmm. and a half by five size. Yeah, I feel like there's always a tide. People are pissed and they get them, they like them, or they love them and they get it, and they're like, "Ooh, I'm not going to use this." Yeah. So I'm not going to read it anymore. Yeah, it, it'll be I've, definitely interesting because I there was a time in college and right after college when I worked at a newspaper and like all I wanted to do in life was be a journalist, and I I feel like I always had that like tall reporter's notepad sticking out my back pocket. So I'm I've definitely gotten used to something a little bit smaller and more compact sticking out of there, but. It it really still you can't beat that reporter's notepad uh, format when you're you're just writing standing up without like a table or something to write on. That's still the best for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, any more to say about the the byline ish edition? Nope. I'm I I have I have said my piece. Okay. Oh, they have a pocket in the back. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that is was, something reporter notebooks don't have. That's pretty cool. I can do that. That, that is, and I do like um, how the spiral is not exposed. Like the cover folds over the spiral. I'm afraid mine's going to break in my pocket. Uh oh. But the, the cover part will get all wonky and bent. But it's yeah. not that much paper, so I guess they're not going to last that long. Yeah, you write a lot. But I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, if it if the cover like folds over the spiral, then hopefully, like you know, the spiral won't get caught on something or pull loose or whatever. Hmm. It seems oh, nice. Plus, Sorry, go okay. ahead. We didn't mention the, um, oh my God, what's the guy's name from Meet the Press? They had a celebrity request oh, this yeah. and helped them design it. Yeah. So in theory, this is a guy who uses them all the time who helped design them. Yeah, that was um, uh, oh, John Dickerson suck. from Face the Nation. Yay. Yeah, he, um, that's, that's awesome. He, he said that he, uh, he wrote to them out of the blue and asked them to make him one and offered to help. I mean, yeah, and I, I would love someday to get to the point where I can just like call up my favorite stationery company and be like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> I have an idea. Can't you please put this together?" So yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It um, the spiral is is not just a like a standard spiral. It's one of those ones that just kind of like double back on itself. Um, I love that. I think it's going to be a lot hardier than a lot of the reporter's notepads that I used that by the end of it would get like all bent around and the spiral would have come loose and it's bad. So if, if you're a color subscriber, you get those plus a sticker uh, of said eagle. Um, which yeah. is not going to show up on my Linux laptop. Yeah. You, which is black. You, uh, another reason why Johnny needs a, a Mac. Uh, I think I'm going to just... Use a needle and drag it into my arm. Have a tattoo. <laughs> I'll see you with the ER Saturday. I like to tease, but I, I like Johnny stands by his his open source convictions. Usually, yeah, <laughs> not Skype. <laughs> Although I do have to say, so I don't want to. I don't. I don't want this to turn into a tech podcast. But after seeing the the big Apple developer developers conference keynote yesterday, there's going to be some really cool uh, iMessaging things. So all I'm saying is if you got an iPhone, we could send each other uh, text messages that like shimmered and exploded and had fireworks. So that's what you're missing. Uh, we'll just do Snapchat. <laughs> there you go. I only made it through the first hour of the <laughs> WWDC, which I watched this morning. I watched an hour of it. I didn't yeah. get to the end of it. It was, um, it was pretty good. We'll, uh, we'll let... Uh, Mike and Stephen Hackett and Federico talk about talk about the rest of it, which 
which I'll, I have in my fresh points once we get it. Uh, Johnny, do you want to do you want to talk about some stuff? Sure. So um, I think all of my fresh points amount to some kind of teasing. Uh-huh. So two episodes ago, we talked about um, the ends of pencils, and I mentioned these pencils that Charlotte and I found in an art museum, which are like four-fifths graphite, and then the other end you can sharpen into a rainbow pencil and how I couldn't find them. Mm. And I found some at a local store, but you, know, you have to come to Baltimore if you want to buy them because they didn't have that many. Rainbow-like so, magic pencil rainbow? Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and they're made in Japan, and the, the graphite end is superb, and they're made of really nice cedar, and they're butt-ugly. They're really cool pencils. Plus, this particular store sells Harry Potter candy, so win-win. Yeah. But no if you live in a I'm city, with a room, do it. <laughs> it's at a, um, a toy store called Shenanigans. If you do live in Baltimore, Shenanigans in Roland Park. Um, and if you live in a city with a really cool toy store, you might find them there. That's where I found them. So for like a buck a piece, I kind of bought all the stock, which was four. But I'll go back. Maybe if, if people are nice, don't uh, and uh, <clears throat> claim to use Linux. I'll send you one. <laughs> <laughs> but, I didn't um, make fun of your Linux. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, Anna's got one. I already have one in an envelope for her. <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. Um, so uh, also, speaking of reporters' pads, if you're in our group, then you know there was another reporter's notebook that came out today yeah. from Write Notepads and Company. So I was at the zoo, and the kids were on the um, carousel, and I looked at my email and saw that Facebook had out – our Facebook, oh, my God, Field Notes had um, – <laughs> Reporter's notebooks. So I texted Chris Roth. I write notepads. I was like, hey, when's your reporter notebook coming out? He's like, um, came out today. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Guess so, what? So <laughs> um, I was able to, able to obtain two of them via Messenger. Um, Chris's not not via Facebook Messenger. Yeah, like they came in a box with my name on them, which was awesome. That's amazing. Um, and like, they're really awesome. They're, Did you see who's the, in the chat now? Is Chris in the chat? Somebody claiming to be claiming to be right. Yeah, that's Chris. (laughs) Hi, Chris. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. (laughs) No, um, so they didn't mess with the size. They're four by eight, and they're the same giantly strong backing that's in the ledger books. If folks have those, Um, and the paper is brand new and is really, really, really nice. So I feel like I don't want to turn this into a commercial, but if you like reporters' notebooks. Get these because they're really freaking awesome, and they actually have the full number of pages in them. So that's I and I and I don't think that there's like any you know sane person who would think that you know one copied off the other because they were both released the same day. Because it's like how can you how could you do that? Um, I just I just like to think that there's sort of like this collective consciousness shift to reporters' notebooks, which I think is awesome. From like little yeah yeah, um, it's kind of like how um, the car was invented in like three different places kind of concurrently without people talking to each other. It's like when all those volcano movies came out at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly like that. But these are awesome. Hopefully, um, hopefully these have some more staying power than that, but I, I'm super excited. I, I think they each have different aesthetics and I love the right pad. Um, the right pads reporters notebook has like the right pad aesthetic, which is, you know, just, incredible so i can't wait to get my hands on one yeah the lines are really really nice they're really faint i think it's one of those mm. um not photo blue inks which is sweet Ooh, nice is he yeah, using I just, is he using right? the the brass wires the spiral yep this is the big double o 
Super beef. And the um, paper is the new paper they're going to use in the pocket notebooks for summer. Oh. Which is supposed to be more fountain pen friendly, not that I would know, but it takes pencil very, very nicely. And I, the corners are perfect. Everything is perfect. Yeah. So I know that, I know that um, Chris will come to your house and you know, stab you with a wire binding if you say, but can you give us any hints about what's coming for the summer? Well, first, there's another product coming out, oh. um, of which I have a couple on my hand. They're these itty-bitty books. They're about the size of, um, of a business card, and they're not set on a name yet. They have some that say write and some that have an oyster, which is sort of a Baltimore thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like a little notepad for carrying around and ripping pages out. They're all perforated and blank white heavy paper. Just really, really cool little notebooks. I think they're going to sell them in six packs. Hmm. They'll be are out they, in the near future. Are they perforated? Yeah, all the pages are perforated. So you can like, like tear them out, leave little notes or something. Not like the uh, um, help me uh, sweet tooth edition. These are like mm-hmm. really easy to tear out. Cool. They're they're made to go. Bye bye. Uh, Anna, did you like the sweet tooth edition? I love the sweet tooth edition. I figure that that seemed like that seemed like up the alley of somebody who like like an art an art focused person. Yeah, yeah. I um, it's they're really fun for colored pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, like white colored pencils or um, any of the light tone pencils because the those will sh- actually show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like uh, a lot of the like gel pens, I said the P- the P E N with no C I L at the end. They're just, a, it's a lot of fun to play with um, those different kinds of tools. Um, yeah. But the, you know, the fountain pen guys don't like them as much and yeah. but i've they're they're great fun with pencil and um there's a um an urban sketcher whose name i can't think of right now who's been using them for her sketches and Is it's it been fun to watch her tina komaya or something mm-hmm. like that she's she's in the, in the nuts group it might be she we tra- i she and i traded something because she had some shelter woods she had a shelter wood single and i had a sweet tooth single that i wasn't going to use so we traded and yeah, she's, she's posted in the group and she's, it's like, she's done the red with white and black. Yes. Yeah. She's fantastic. I was going to see if I could find her in my Feedly today. It's her first name is Tina. Her last name's it's K O M something. She, like um, uh, her blog is called coffee or clouds and coffee mm. fuel fueled by clouds and coffee. Fueled by one half of it is just like Johnny. Clouds. <laughs> um, I really like Gary. Gary Varner did something really cool with the Sweet Tooth notebooks. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, he actually took out the staples and reassembled them, but with alternating sheets of color. Ooh, fun! Yeah. So I can't remember what he called it, but it was it was like Frank. Oh yeah, it is Tina. It is. It's the same person. Yeah, she's she's great. I love looking at her sketches. She'll she'll take something like really mundane like a fire hydrant or a lamppost and it just looks amazing. I put uh, her um, URL in the show notes. Oh, perfect, excellent. Um, so yeah, Gary put together that like combination of all the different colors and it's pretty great just to just to look at. I was thinking about buying one just to have and like flip through and look at, but yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. We got off track. Sorry about that. No, it's my fault. <laughs> no. So oh. perforations. I'm talking about paper. Yeah, that's true. Paper that's fun to draw with pencils. Yeah. 
So um, uh, I might know what summer edition is mm-hmm. in, in some detail, but my lips are sealed. But I talked to Chris on the phone, and there are a couple of hints we can share. <laughs> if you guys are game. So the Lenore had a story, it being that, you know, Baltimore sort of claims Edgar Allan Poe because he's buried here, and we literally have Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we so have. this one. This one sort of has a story tie-in that's going to be a little more cerebral. Um, let me think. What is the other the, – the big key? Members are in for a treat. Like last time, if you're a member, you know, you got first dibs. But this time, if you're a member, you might get only dibs on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I should work for the spy agency. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing an exclusive pencil again. So that's awesome, which, of course, we made in America. I've seen a picture of it. It's awesome. Super awesome. And um, I think they said that about two weeks from now they'll come out, hopefully. So they're not finished being made yet, but they don't contract. They make them. So they can just stay up all night and get them done. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, they're really going to be awesome. Trying to think of all of, like, the Baltimore things I can think of. And the the only other Baltimore thing I can think of is that thing that's in your harbor that, like, eats garbage. Oh, what's that? Do you know what that is? Are you, do you know what I'm talking about, Johnny? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. It's like this weird little, like, slow floating conveyor belt that like conveyors up, like the garbage floating around in the in the harbor. And it's cool because yeah. it like kind of goes and it's completely automated and not it doesn't use like gas or energy or anything. It's powered by sludge. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. We have a problem here where one of the main feeders for the harbor is a river called the Jones Falls River, which mm-hmm. goes under the city. We buried it like 100 years ago. So that's caused some structural damage to some stuff, of course. And um, our sewer system is so old, there's just like poo and garbage constantly flowing in the harbor. It's not like people at the harbor are actually littering, although I'm sure that happens, but that's not where it comes They're from. Pencils, so, pencils made from dried, hardened poo. That, it's very green. <laughs> less, less in the group says, in the chat says that all I can think of is the wire. So I definitely think it should be like beleaguered police station pencils with like bite marks on it. Yes, and the end holds uh, one sniff of cocaine. <laughs> but you have to add the cocaine yourself. Yeah. <laughs> confirmed, confirmed by right notepads in the chat that uh, it is made out of uh, recycled uh, harbor trash. So uh, you, you've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no, they're, they're Oriole and Raven ticket stubs. <laughs> oh. uh, wrapped into, wrapped around, you know, like a newspaper pencil. Yeah. But they're like six inches wide because ticket stubs are really thick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's very Baltimore. <laughs> cool. But uh, that's all I've got, Mr. Andy. All right. I have a bunch of things, but they're all pretty, pretty short. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention was, because I'm a huge nerd, um, I went to uh, RelayCon, which is um, basically just both all three of the connected guys, uh, including Mike Hurley, who does the Pen Addict uh, with Brad. He, um, they all were in San Francisco for this big WWDC thing, and they decided to just have a, a live recording. And they talked to Jason Snell and Christina Warren and John Syracusa and all of like the tech the tech podcasters who you know about if you know anything about like technology podcasting. Um, 
they were all in town. Um, it was a lot of fun. I I got a really awesome sticker of Mike Hurley. Um, they had all three of the connected guys. They all had stickers, and I picked up one of each. But I think I think Mike's my favorite um, because there's a little like it's basically a picture of them, and then a picture of like some of their favorite stuff. So uh, Mike's has the Drapolin space shuttle sticker and field notes in the little sticker with him. So I'll put a link in show notes too. Um, I Instagrammed it earlier today. Um, so it was really fun to see that. I hung out with some friends. Um, being just like a meeting of Relay FM podcast listeners. Um, <laughs> I just heard somebody shout, yeah, woohoo in the background. And somebody else died. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody just probably learned what the summer edition to write notepads is. Just in the case. Yep. <laughs> I passed in my note. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, I, I have a picture in show notes of the, the Mike Hurley sticker. Uh, so anyhow, everybody's talking about their favorite um, Relay FM shows. And, you know, is it connected or is it Cortex or is it Upgrade or what have you? Um, pretty sure I was the only one there who said Pen Addict. And Wise choice. Yeah, I, I got a lot of... Uh, blank stares from people who it's like oh is that is that the one that mike does about like pens I'm like yeah that's the one they're like i don't know how anybody can do like a whole podcast about pens and i was like well let me tell you in if fact you think they could do a whole show about pens yeah there's an entire <laughs> podcast about pencils that exists out there um so me and this this guy who proudly proclaimed that he hasn't picked up a pen in uh, except to like sign a restaurant check or something like that in in years, uh, we start talking about like how just the different the wide world of um, the wide world of stationery and how you can go really deep on something like this. And there's probably people in the world who can't believe that you can do a show about like Mac news, Apple news. So no, it was it was a good show. I I kind of live in both worlds, tech and stationery. So it was fun to meet all these other people. Um, so yeah, that was, that was Relay Con. Hi, Mike, if you're listening, he's probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, something that, uh, Blackwing put on their Instagram last week. Um, you know, everybody's very just like hungry for spoilers about the new volumes edition, which is due out very soon. Um, but in the meantime, they posted a picture of the MMX, the original, like the classic Palomino Blackwing. Um, and they said that there's some changes coming to it. So, uh, Johnny, what what did you think about? So the change, of course, is that um, there is no more gold stripe around the end of the barrel close to the ferrule. Um, and I couldn't detect any more changes, but I guess I guess there could be other ones that I don't know about. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they meant more changes to that pencil or more changes to black wings. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I I'm assuming this isn't like a teaser for their upcoming volume series uh, or volumes edition. I think that this is just a permanent change to the collection. I, I, I kind of see why they're doing that because it falls more in line with the aesthetic of the other two pencils. Bah. But I, yeah, I appreciated the inconsistency and how it was well, unique. Cause like the 602 has a, you know, the saying on it that the Pearl and the MMX don't have. So yeah. And they have a name, the Blackwing officially is called the Blackwing. Yeah. It just says Palomino Blackwing and nothing. So the gold band just kind of, you know, 
gave it something to not get picked on in the pencil box. What do you guys think about uh, starting a change.org petition to Blackwing to put to call it the Blackwing MMX? And when they do, they owe us each a gross. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I uh, I definitely think I definitely think that would go. Over. That's a good use of change.org. Everybody calls it that. Yeah, it's really caught on. Everybody, literally everybody. You say, "Oh, the black Blackwing," and now you can't say that anymore because there is another Blackwing. Right. You can say the cl- Blackwing Classic, but everybody, but really, you're referring to the Eberhard Faber one. Yeah. <sighs> I think I think it needs to be done. I'll get it as a tattoo if it'll convince Charles. Ooh. <laughs> on my butt, so no one ever sees it. Yeah. Unless I'm drunk and I moon somebody, that never happens. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like a bad pencil fan because I never really noticed the black the gold ring around the MMX. I yeah. It was. Um, I, I I literally I had to mute my mic and crawl over to my pencil cup and pull them out. <laughs> so I have all of my black wings in my hand and I'm like, all right, oh now I see it. There it is. It really is. I mean, it really is a holdover from like the first small run that they did, where they were sort of trying to like completely reimagine the black wing. And but my 1138 kind of has a black ring around the top of it too. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Just saying. Yeah. I, I understand it. it's it's a little bit sleeker. It's a little bit more. I don't know if minimalist is the right word, but it's a little bit more of a step in that direction. But it'll be interesting to see also if they continue with sort of like the sparkly matte paint, or if they'll go with something more like the the twenty four edition. Well, because my six oh two is the only because um, my yeah my MMX is completely matte black. Yeah, yeah. And, but the pearl and the six oh two are kind of shiny like a little metallic finish yeah and i appreciated that about them like you know the 602 is a little bit metallic and then the the pearl is like pearlescent Mm -hmm. and they they all had sort of a different finish but we'll see i'm looking forward to seeing what it'll be like and then each one of mine has different colored erasers because they have to because of course (laughs) yeah i i like to put the pink erasers back into the 602 so it looks like the old ones and also, the it's a much better eraser than the black one, in my opinion. Would it surprise anybody that my six hundred two has a green eraser? <laughs> I I'm shocked. Shocked and appalled. <laughs> shocked. Um, cool. I also wanted to mention um, we have a lot of T-shirts coming out from various people engaged in stationary enterprises. Um, Vito Grippi's uh, Story Supply Company has a really cool navy blue t-shirt with the gold story supply co logo on it um for those of you who don't know what story supply company is it's a um company that's making little pocket notebooks and various accessories and giving money to uh, children's literacy projects um for every purchase and they have a t-shirt that's really cool they have a really cool retro logo also our favorite bullet pencil the twist there is a t-shirt with that logo on it designed by TJ Cosgrove and produced by John Fontaine. So we'll have links to both of those in show notes. Um, and the last thing I just wanted to mention is I have another link in show notes to a video that June Thomas did. Um, June Thomas is uh, our friend who has her own podcast on Slate, um, who recently went to Japan and bought a whole bunch of cool stationery. She did a video just talking about what she eats for breakfast and what her home studio looks like. And she walked the interviewer through, um, 
a bunch of stationery on her desk. And she gave a shout out to the Erasable Podcast. So that's awesome. What? That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, and thank you to June for the cool goodies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking um, hopefully next week we can dig into some of those pencils a little bit in depth. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, yeah, they're, they're really cool. She, she sent a sampler pack and um, she sent it to me to just save on shipping and I distributed it out. Um, so each one came with an, a, a note, uh, index card that says, Dear Tim slash Johnny slash Andy, <laughs> you're my favorite erasable. Please enjoy these pencils from Japan. And she circled the name of the person for, for, to whom it should go. So feel real special. <laughs> okay. Um, we should... Um, we should get into the main topic now, which, of course, is all about erasers. And you should read with the, with the notes. I should. <laughs> uh, but um, one thing, like, usually we do a separate little segment talking about our um, sponsorship with CW Pencils, kind of their offering for everybody. But mm-hmm. it just so happens this week that it, it flows right into this main topic. So um, this episode, once again, is sponsored by CW Pencils, purveyors of superior graphite. Uh, today they put together something really special which ties directly into our main topic. It's an erasable eraser sampler pack. Uh, it includes Woo! five of our favorite erasers with picks from uh, me and Johnny and Tim, uh, plus our good friend, good friend Anna, and a pick from the ladies and gentlemen of CW Pencils. So do we decide what the... It's the pencil dude, right? It's, not, it's the pencil ladies and the pencil dude? I just say pencil people. Pencil, the pencil folk. So uh, I'll, go through, I'll go through the list, and then afterwards uh, we should talk about why we chose the particular eraser that we chose. So, um, Johnny, tell us about your pick. Well, I picked the Milan 6030 Neon Eraser, which is sort of shaped like a squared-off pink pearl, if that makes any sense. sort of has beveled edges, and it's got layers of color. It's made of synthetic rubber. Hmm. Um, and as I'll talk about more later, I chose it because I find it aesthetically pleasing. Not necessarily that it works that great. Hmm. And you guys all picked the same brand, I see. It's true. I didn't even like notice that before. Leave, leave yeah. me out, Mac people. <laughs> um, so, uh, Anna, what did you pick? I, I went with, um, I kept with the trend. I do love the uh, Koenor Magic Pencil, so I went with the Koenor Magic Eraser, which is a... Um, uh, layers of sort of marbleized, colored, uh, natural rubber. It's pretty, and it works pretty good. That was my um, that was my second pick, so I'm glad that it still got on the list. Um, I really, really want to see the process of how they make this. Like oh, if, how they get the layers of color. Yeah, like I just imagine yeah. a big vat of like melted rubber. I don't know. <laughs> that's how you do it. Oh, somebody, somebody just stirs it together. Um. No, I like yeah. eyedropper in color. Exactly, it's just like <laughs> how they marble paper. Um, so Tim picked um, something that's similar to that. It's the Koenor Pebble Erasers. Um, it's also a natural rubber. It is uh, sometimes solid colored, sometimes layered, um, and it's a little bit grittier than the Magic Eraser, but it's much smaller. It's um, it's the size of like like literally thumbnail size. It's very small, and CW Pencil sells them as, like, I think, like, eight packs. They are very gritty, but they're, like, really handy and really mobile. Um, so I picked the Koenor um, Thermoplastic Eraser, which is made out of a plastic 
Um, it's real weird shaped. It's hexagonal. It's maybe the size of like, oh, I don't even know what this is the size of. It's like a couple inches in diameter. And it has like a little like indent in the middle. It's really good to just like play with. I think Caroline came on and was talking about it once. It uh, It's like a little worry stone. You can just kind of like. Is it the one that looks like the plastic throwing star? Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's Super uh, cool. Yeah, six sides. It erases really well. Um, it it's plastic, so it doesn't leave much of a residue, uh, which we'll talk about more about later. But it's pretty great. Uh, and then the C- CW pencils pick, which was Caroline and Caitlin, at least if not more, contributing. Uh, they're talking about the uh, the mono Tumbo mono plastic eraser, which is also a very high quality plastic. It it feels. It feels so plasticky that it doesn't seem like it's going to erase, but it erases really well. Have you have you two used that one, the Tumbo Mono one? That's have actually I, the, I that's so. That's actually the good eraser. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the eraser <laughs> that's picked for reasons of like efficiency and erasability. No, um, cool. So once again, um, this pack includes the Milan sixty thirty neon eraser, uh, the Koenor thermoplastic eraser, the Koenor magic eraser the monoplastic eraser, and actually two of the Koenor pebble erasers because they're so small. Uh, sample back is available only to you, erasable listeners. Uh, we have a link in show notes that you can get to it. Uh, it costs $4.50, which is roughly 25% off the normal retail price if you bought these erasers individually. Um, so be sure to j- jump on that. It is, um, again, available only to you for a limited time. I think we're running this for five days, uh, so through next Monday. Uh, $4.50, build a card at CW Pencils and go go buy it. So uh, thank you, Caroline and Caitlin and Alex and everybody at CW Pencil Enterprise for uh, supporting the Erasable Podcast. So uh, <laughs> speaking of erasers, um, we talked a little bit about um, in our episode where we talk about what's on the tip of your pencil, what's on the back of it. We talked about like pencil erasers, but so much of the world when they use erasers use something separate that's handheld. And I feel like that's better for like the art community, which is a great reason why Anna's here um, besides just having your company. Thank you. <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so, so I'm just curious to know just everybody's, everybody's thoughts about, about erasers. What, what do you look for in an eraser when you, when you go to buy one? What do you want to? Well, probably first and foremost, what you really want is an eraser that actually works. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yes, I, I can be swayed by cool, funky, interesting designs. Um, but I can no longer be swayed by um, erasers that are shaped like food. Like those Japanese like sushi erasers? I know. I, can't, I just can't, <laughs> I can't do it. You know, when I was seven, that would, that would sway me. But um, those things don't actually work. Yeah. But, you know, ones that are you know, marbleized and those will sway me occasionally. It's, I think I learned about it first from, from your blog, those, those magic erasers. And I remember I, I put together like a big bulk order from someplace in the UK. And my dream is to find, to get those, but in blanks and then have the erasable logo like stamped on it. Wouldn't that be cool? And then pass that out as like, like essentially like business cards. That would be so cool. That would be so amazing. But that's, I can't even imagine. Like, there, you can barely buy them in the US, let alone like, you know, customizable. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I do actually have one that came from a museum. My, what? Um, yeah. Like, uh, my 
sister-in-law brought one back from like one of the museums in, in Spain for me. Hmm. Like she went to, I mean, you know, one of those fancy museums. Yeah. And so I have one that's actually stamped with, you know, somebody else's logo on it. Is I it, know. Are you pretty sure that it's, that it's the same, the same eraser? It's, a, it's exactly the same okay. eraser. Oh man. <laughs> eraser so, goal. Hashtag eraser goals. Eraser goals. <laughs> eraser totally. Goals. I, uh, we should put together, we should put together, we should do a group order so we can like get enough people in on it so we can just like get a big minimum. Yeah, total the the the, the nerd the nerd bucket list. <laughs> we want erasers, man. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Yeah. But so yeah. there are there are good erasers, um, or at least adequate erasers that are fun. But yeah, for the most part, most of my erasers are pretty functional. Yeah. What besides the magic eraser, what do you usually have around? Um, I pretty much live and die by the uh, Statler Mars plastic. Yeah. Those or are, anything that looks or feels pretty much like a Statler Mars. Yeah. Those are pretty ubiquitous <laughs> at most like big box stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, any you know, anything that's that sort of white yeah. plasticky, you know, this I have a Sanford magic rub, the the Tombow Mono. Um what else have I got over here? There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Jenny Jenny, what about you? What do you look for in erasers? So, I'm the opposite of Anna. <laughs> I don't care that much if it works because I sort of don't really use erasers a lot. I usually just cross through. And I'm not a man that makes a lot of mistakes. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh at that. If Johnny, no, I, I was giggling. If Johnny says it, by definition, it is the truth. Thank you. <laughs> That's been recorded. <laughs> don't a very it, reputable please. podcast. Two, two dozen people just heard it live, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, my kids like those, you know, um, Japanese erasers that are puzzles and a truck or a monkey. So I don't mean those. Like, I, I have a certain eraser aesthetic I like. I like something sort of smooth, soft, and rounded, but cubish. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So my original pick for the eraser pack was the Milan 430, which is a little square eraser with rounded quarters, but they're out of stock for the near future. But that is one of my favorite erasers because it has such a beautiful form factor. Um, I have one in my hot little hand right now. Mm. Do you? Ha- I have a green it's- one. It's your screen. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you think otherwise? Yeah, so, they all come in like um, sort of minty colors. Yeah, I have white and um, that faded pink, mm. so which is cool. I got a bunch of them on sale at um, Artist of Crafts Supply two years ago because I think my line went out of business and then someone else bought them, so now they're all back, which is sweet. So that's cool. Um, also, I have a thing for cardboard holders and anything with a logo that goes all the way through the eraser, like those Stadler ones that came out last back to school, I think, at Target. Mm. They were like a square version of the Mars plastic, but they had the Mars logo going all the way through. Really awesome. What do you mean? So it was on the eraser and the cardboard thing. Yeah, if you looked at the um, like head on at the eraser, like you know, it's kind of it's coming to get you. Yeah, it was it was right there. Oh, I see. I see. That's cool. Yeah, I I I we're I we're going to talk later about what our favorites are, but that'll illustrate more what I mean by aesthetics. So yeah, how about you, Andy? What do you look for? Oh man, um, 
I have to say, so like if it erases, that's that's definitely important. Um, I I also really um, really think that the shape is is a big deal uh, to me. I um, I really like to just like fiddle with something while I'm you know while I'm reading or concentrating at my desk, and I love the thermoplastic eraser for that reason. Um, I also love which um, we'll talk about a little bit later, but the uh, the black pearl. Um, the Ticonderoga. Is it? No. Who makes it? Sanford. 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 Yeah, it's the Sanford. Actually, it's, it's Papermate now. Papermate. Oh uh, yeah. Well, let let it be known that Andy had a Papermate thing on his his favorites list. <laughs> um, it's. Oh, I have one too. Yeah, I also like it because it usually those two erasers have a very like thin side, so yeah. it's easy to erase something that's like in the middle of like in the middle of some words, or it's, it just has a fine tip for erasing. Um, I also like which I haven't got, I haven't used for a while, but I really do like the kneadable erasers, and not for the reason that they're made, um, which is to provide. Um, I don't know why. Why are there kneadable erasers? Like, why are they kneadable? Um, because you can. Um, it kind of uh, eats the uh, charcoal and graphite. Yeah. As it, you knead them, it kind of works it into the eraser. Right. They. You can kind of like blot them a little bit more than. And then just like fold it up, and then you know have another have another edge. Yeah, and as yeah. you're work as you're working it, you can kind of make a shape so that you can get it into this the yeah. specific spot that you need it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was just wanted to make sure from from an art person. Um, I actually like that too, just because I like to fiddle with it and you know knead it. Um, sometimes I I used to have silly putty at my desk just to do something with my hands while I was reading something on on the computer. Um, and the kneadable eraser is both an eraser and silly putty. <laughs> so uh, I like that a lot, too. I also um, want to try to find a good balance with cohesion of the eraser. There's some that are just, like, super crumbly. Um, that I find that um, the Koenor uh, Magic Pebble eraser to be pretty pretty crumbly. It's, like, very gritty and crumbly. Um, well, sometimes some of them are just, like, too hard and plasticky. So finding a good balance... I don't think cohesion is probably the best word that I could use for that, but um, yeah, I like to find something right in the middle there. So yeah, when you're just, just try a few of these erasers. Um, if you buy the sampler pack, you will have like a wide variety of erasers to try out and just kind of find what works best for you. Some, a lot of people like erasers that are very like crumbly and gritty and leave a lot of like dirt behind, but, uh, but then they're, they're often, um, better they often like a race better uh it's just kind of messy some of the grittier ones i think work better depending on what type type of paper or material you're using yeah yeah the the paper and then also um i feel like a lot of the softer graphite really requires a grittier eraser just to get get down into it i've used like really soft dark pencils that like a plastic eraser just can can fade it out but it can't erase it completely so Feel like that does too, and then the grittier ones. Anna, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe it's better for like some of the more texturized paper. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like some some linen paper or, or um, just like sketch pad paper. Yeah, toothier paper. Yeah, or if you maybe if you write with a heavier hand. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Anna, what are what are some of your favorite erasers that you've picked up out there? Um. Well, I kind of have to agree with you. I do sort of like the black pearl. Yeah. It's a nice little worry stone of a 
of an eraser. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels really nice in your pocket. It does. It's just <laughs> nice. It's nice to hold on to. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I do. Um, I, I use the Statler Mars as like the, the baseline by which I measure all other erasers, but also how erasable most pencils are. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I cannot erase something with the Statler Mars, it's, it just doesn't erase. Mm-hmm. If I can't use that, it just doesn't erase. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think, like, different erasers for me, yeah, serve different purposes, which is probably why I have so many of them. Because, like, I have an old, like, art gum eraser, which is, you know, it's just nasty and gross. And it's one of those ones that is a little bit grittier. But, yeah, when other erasers don't work, this is a good one because it is a little grittier. Yeah. If, it, if something doesn't get into a space the way I want it to. Well, um, Les has a good point in the chat. She mentioned that um, very abrasive erasers often will just remove layers of the paper in addition to the graphite itself. So, so if you have like a big thick paper and it can stand to have some layers removed, some fibers removed from yeah, it, then absolutely. yeah, that works just fine. Whereas I've definitely torn like cheap school loose leaf paper with erasers before. Yep. So yeah, if you're using like you know art paper or something where you where you can afford to lose a little bit of a little bit of the paper, then and a, a grittier eraser is probably okay. Yeah. But oh, and then there's like those pickup. Have you seen the, like the pickup erasers? The ones that'll get like um, the like glue boogers off. <laughs> no. What? You don't know about a pickup eraser? I do not and it's know actually, about a pickup eraser. They don't actually really do anything for getting graphite or pencil or anything, but they're specifically used to get like they used to be used to get rubber cement. Oh, rubber cement erasers. Yeah, to get that, but they still work for like getting like if you get um, glue stick or mm-hmm. anything else. If you get like glue boogers, if you know from <laughs> if you're glue sticking something down and you get glue boogers around the edge, use a yeah, sort of get them off. I okay, my 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 mother has some of this, and does it kind of like does it feel a little waxy? Um, it just it has like a the texture of like the bottom of a a pair of like, like old school gym shoes that didn't actually have like, um, treads on them, but they would just have like that gum, like the old gum shoe. Yeah. That's all I can think of. It's just sort of like a bubbly. Hello, gum shoes. Gum shoe. Yeah. That's the, the texture of it. And so it's kind of, um, it's a little sticky on the edges Yeah, and it'll pick up, it'll pick up like glue residue. Okay. The polite term, I guess would be residue and not book. <laughs> I think I think glue boogers is is the term that is clearly the best one. You to guys use. all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, so it's it's like you know if you're ever you know putting together artwork or you're putting gluing stuff down and you get the the glue stick kind of oozes out of the side, that let it dry and then use one of those pickup erasers and I'll take it right off. Can I tell you a confession about my childhood? Do tell. So, <laughs> oh my! This isn't about eating paste. I swear. I um, I was one of those kids, one of those kids who really hated to get dirty. So I always refused to participate in like finger painting and like Cheetos, <laughs> all of that stuff. <laughs> and I, one of my like early memories is maybe not like super early, but a, an early memory for me is sitting in kindergarten and. Um, like my classmates are doing that thing where they put glue on their hands so they can let, let it dry and then peel it off and like just crying because it just seems so horrifying. And like 
whenever I would touch like glue sticks, I would be all freaked out by it. I was a weird kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just entertained by uh, the chat room using uh, electric or uh, motorized erasers. Oh yeah. They, I, it's like an electric toothbrush. It seems, it seems unnecessary to me, but I think they're cool. Um, my husband sometimes uses them, uh, if in printing they get like a little bit of a scuff, Uh like it's like if there's ink transfer from one print to another, if the ink doesn't dry quite fast enough Mm -hmm. when they're coming off the press, Hmm. um, they will actually sit and use the electric eraser to remove like just those little tiny, there'll be just like a little like hairline tick on a, on a print job. That's cool. And and he the joke is like that a lot of times it's hard to find replacing replacement erasers for those and so he like at one point he went into an old art supply store or whatever and he found a whole bunch for the electric eraser that he had and he bought them all and he got them and they were completely like bone dry uh, and it's just shards everywhere he's like this is ridiculous no <laughs> totally useless sometimes you can like like just sand off the very outer layer of that and it's fine underneath. Well, because they're so skinny. They're yeah. like skinny, oh, that's like true. almost like pencil lead thick. Yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing to sand off. They're just, they were totally useless. That's one thing we didn't talk about was those like extendable pencil erase, um, erasers that come in like a, like a holder, like a pencil. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a handheld eraser. Those are kind of cool. I, I know a lot of people really like them because there's some that are even, they even come like flat. Yeah. So they're like. It's like a carpenter pencil eraser. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that are great because you can actually get in like almost like you can erase a whole line of text out of a, you know, off of a, a document or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think most, you know, like a, a pink pearl or a black pearl there, the edge of that is thin enough that you can kind of get in that line as well. Yeah. Johnny, what are, what are your, some of your favorite erasers? Um, well, my favorite eraser in the world is the pink pearl, which it's sort of a piece of crap of an eraser. It doesn't really erase but it's so a much classic. of sand. Yeah. Plus, we've talked about this before. They've changed the formulation. They're <laughs> softer and they actually work now, which is not the point of a pink pearl. But, um, yeah, I think the pink pearl is my favorite. There's also General Snakes one that's a lot like it, but it's a lot smoother and works better that I like almost equally well. Um, anything from a line that's rounded off I really like. Um that little Ticonderoga pencil-shaped eraser mm-hmm. that came out what, two or three years ago, that is actually a really good eraser and really adorable and fun mm-hmm. to use. I have a pack of those. I need to actually open and try that out. But Yeah, they're, they're, they're adorable. Yeah. So when I actually want something to erase, my favorite eraser is the Faber-Castell dust-free eraser, mm-hmm. which is on the lines of the Statler Mars, but it works better and... I don't know if this makes sense. It's an eight-sided eraser. The corners are sheared off, so hmm. it actually has eight corners. So yeah. it's extra usable, and it's really cool because it says dust-free in giant red letters. Is it actually dust-free? Yeah, it's more dust-free than uh, Mars. It makes less of a mess. Hmm. So usually it's like a weird ball. Yeah, usually those dust-free ones, it, instead of like everything coming off in like little tiny flakes or crumbs or whatever... It just sort of like beads up into a little pill that you can then pick off on the end. Yeah, this one is especially awesome. A little harder to find. Yeah. But not expensive. Pretty good. Yeah. It's not like they age. They're plastic. Yeah. It'll be here for a million years. (laughs) (laughs) 
like pencil. <laughs> One so. of the best yeah. tips anybody ever gave me, and why I didn't think of this myself is beyond me, but um, with any of those plastic erasers, or probably any eraser, um, was that uh, if the end of it gets too rounded and mm-hmm. then you need to get a sharp point um, to just take an X-Acto blade and just cut the end of it to get a sharp edge again. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I was like, are you kidding me? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I've definitely carved, like taken big pink pearls and carved them into various shapes. Well, and once I figured that out, I also figured out that um, you can take, basically you can slice a regular sized Statler Mars. If you just slice off a little piece, um, it fits into a, the end of a black wing. It's a little yeah. floppy. It's yeah. a little floppy, but it works. <laughs> That's our episode title. <laughs> a little floppy, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, oh my! <laughs> somebody, somebody in the group was talking about how they took a basically some cor- some sort of a like coring tool and uh, cored one of the pink pearls and made a bullet pencil like a twist eraser out of it. Who did that in the group? One of our handier people, maybe less. Oh, I don't know. Or Daryl or somebody. Yeah, I don't know. That was really cool. Well, I think um, some of my favorite racers, um, apparently breadcrumbs from a hipster restaurant near San Jose is one of them. I don't Are know. Are there hipsters th- in San Jose? No, they're all up in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they move there. They're called, they're called to, the, to the north by the bearded god. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> And actually, it's 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 funny because um, before erasers existed, as we talked about um, from sta- after stationary fever, people used to use stale bread to erase. Yeah, um, I can't imagine it worked very well, <laughs> but maybe. Uh, but I can totally see it. Like I, I want to just carry around in my like messenger bag now just a piece of stale bread. You don't? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I do. Don't you? What what kind of a pencil aficionado are you? Do you even bread, bro? <laughs> I don't even eat bread. I just buy it and let it sit just out so I can use it for erasers. <laughs> just always have that. And then I'll be in a meeting and I'll write something. Oh crap! And I get it in my bread, and then everybody rolls their eyes because <laughs> Andy's. Wellfleet, what are you doing with Andy's making, making a mess again? <laughs> Damn it, Wellfleet, eat your breakfast at home. <laughs> Sorry, man. I just get this. I don't like the carbs. I just get this for. If you want to be really hipster, you have to use gluten-free bread to erase with. Oh, man. Does, does that work as well? <laughs> I don't think so. You can use <laughs> sprouted grain bread, but it's, yeah, it probably doesn't go stale. It probably just goes... It has a mind of its own. Right, <laughs> it just goes rotten. That'll really remove uh, fibers from your paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have we talked about how rubber is called rubber because it erases pencil? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we, I mean... Amongst ourselves, I think that's. I think that's like the most adorable and awesome thing. Yeah, it's that's where somebody somebody suggested an episode title um, in the chat of uh, "Rubber Lubber," <laughs> which I'm actually a huge fan of. Um, but yeah, it's that's that's where rubber comes from, and it was used mostly for that, and then the name just spread to like everything made out of that material, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's Boots, awesome. car tires. Yeah. You can uh, erase your erase your stuff by driving your car over it. You just rub it on your. You just, you just crush it like that groundhog I hit this weekend. <laughs> oh. Didn't need to know that. Yeah, Johnny. Sure. I was kidding. I would never do that. <laughs> I live in the city. 
So uh, I also also really like the Faber-Castell kneaded eraser. The last eraser that I'll I'll just talk about here is one we've mentioned before. That would be like that Koenor thermoplastic eraser. I really like that one a lot. Um, other than that, I, I don't have a lot. Of, I always have like an eraser in my little pencil bag, but I don't use external erasers that much. You never make mistakes. I, I never. Well, I. I think I don't admit to him. No, I just (laughs) like, like Johnny, if I say it by definition is the truth. Um, no, I, I, we've talked a little bit before about it. I think that I, I really like pencils with erasers on the end because it provides a really nice, like counterbalance, like a counterweight to it. Um, and because I'm, I mostly use it to write with, you know, there's, and I'm an American, there's a lot of pencils with erasers on the end of it that I have access to. So, uh, generally, there's an eraser right there, and I just use that. Um, but I'm definitely interested to know um, those of you out there in Chatland uh, what your favorite erasers are, and if it's there's something that we just haven't covered at all because there's there's a bunch of them out there. Um, there's of course yeah all the ones like we talked about Anna that look like food. There's there's an entire store. I think in Japantown, the Japantown Center Mall in San Francisco that has like just a whole wall of erasers. Yeah. Do any of those ever actually work? I don't. Anyone ever- I, I know. So we talked in a couple episodes ago, we talked about the uh, Kikerland uh, erasers, like the, the wild animal erasers that are really big and are like expertly molded to look like endangered animals. And I guess those are like decorative erasers, but they work surprisingly well. Like I used, I used my Rhino a little bit to erase something, and it works really well. Um, yeah, so some of the pencil toppers are, are mostly better as decoration um, rather than like as, as erasers, like the microphones and the little like guys, the little eraser guys. Um, but yeah, the, the, the little wild animals use, work really well. Uh, so less in the chat, I, yeah, we should have mentioned this earlier, uh, the Sakura foam eraser. Have you guys used that? I have not yeah. tried those. Yeah. I have it's, one that less sent me. They, they wear down really quickly. Yeah. They're, they're very like, I guess they're called foam because they're kind of like semi-translucent and kind of like light and fluffy. It's like a plastic eraser. Um, I don't know if it's actually like foam or if it like, if it is, it's really, really fine like bubbles but it's also just kind of just just very light and fluffy they yeah they do wear down quickly but yeah they they erase pretty well i have one somewhere well i'm definitely ordering one next time i place an order because yeah. i definitely want to try those yeah um yeah so i don't know anything else that we should talk about that we haven't that we haven't covered yeah what's your favorite pencil or pencil mounted eraser. Ooh, good question. Hmm. I feel like they've improved a lot in the last ten or fifteen years because everything is synthetic. So, so you know, like the the very like classic uh, pencil mounted eraser that's just the little. It looks like the little cap. You know, the your classic like pink triangular cone thing. Oh no! I mean, like, what's your favorite eraser that's actually mounted on a pencil? Oh, that actually comes built into the pencil. Yeah. Ooh, good question. Um, 
Well, we know, we know it's not the Golden Bear eraser. Like, I love me some Golden Bear, but that eraser is kind of sucky. It's yeah. just so, so pretty, though. Um, I don't know. I... It's a head scratcher. Yeah. It is a head scratcher. I, I guess I almost always just judge the pencil based on, like, the graphite and the wood rather than the eraser. But I, I think the, um, like, the generals, like, the various generals eraser are pretty good. Like, just their standard pink eraser. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they use something different between, you know, all of their pencils that have pink erasers. But, like, the one that's in my general's goddess right now is, like, a really good eraser. Um, the pink eraser on the uh, on the black wings is pretty good. The Palomino black wings. Um, actually, the the black erasers and the black wings aren't that bad. I think it's mostly just the white one that I'm not a big fan of. I don't know. I just tried one of the pink ones. Really? The black <laughs> ones, yeah, the black one's better. Yeah, it's a little grittier. But. And again, I think it might also be the paper. I'm using very very smooth paper. The- mm. I feel like the Ticonderoga pink ones, someone just mentioned that on here, Walter. They're pretty amazing. Yeah. The ones in the last like 10 years that are synthetic and soft and wonderful. Yeah. But you know the best pencil eraser is the one on the back of a Wopex. <laughs> really? All of my it's a pen- really good eraser. All of my Wopex don't have erasers. What? They're just untipped. I don't have fancy German connections okay. like Johnny does. No, these are the ones they sell at uh, Staples. Okay. Yeah. Get those... those Really, really, really green ones. Mm. They're like offensively green. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's in Anna's eyes. I don't think there's any any such thing. Yeah. Well, they have the um, slightly different green, which is much more pleasing in the neon pack. I think you can buy those online. Yeah. But there's something about the compound they use. Maybe it's because a, a Wopex is very hard to erase with. Yeah. Or to erase, but the erasers on those are amazing. Yeah. I'll have to look and see. Do everybody's going to go dig out their Wopex. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, if we branched out into, um, into erasers that come built into pencils, how do we feel about pencil caps? We should probably also mention our favorite ones of those. Yeah. And I think my favorite is just your standard like pink cone-shaped cap that you put over your pencil once you've worn your eraser down. Yeah, have you tried those new ones that are like super reinforced? Uh, CW Pencils has them. Yeah, they're kind of neon. No, they have ones that are pink. They're from Papermate. They're called the Arrowhead. Oh no, I need. They're that. really, really, really tight fit, and they're sort of little, you know, a little more round than you're used to. But they're really beefy. They're sweet. Yeah, that was almost always my problem. Is it was hard to use them without them just kind of like bending and warping. I always like those pencil caps when your pencil got really short, and then they were they provided the nice that nice counterbalance. Yeah, they're just they make your pencil look like a warhorse, right? It's just like, hey, this, <laughs> this thing has been to the front lines, and this thing this thing has been in action. All business. Yeah. <laughs> so there are these things called the Bloom with an umlaut. I think they used to have them as CW pencils. They're from the Bloomberg company, hmm. so that they look like those eraser caps but they also are longer, so you can use them as a point protector. And I've only seen them in really offensive neon colors. By offensive, you mean like just really bright? Really, uh, really really bright. And like touch them and they're dirty. <laughs> oh, yeah, good job. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know where to buy them. I, only, I found them in an shop in Annapolis. Hmm. I didn't mean to send you guys some, actually. I just found them. They're in my hand. There you go. 
<laughs> yeah, but if you find them, they might have them on Amazon or something. I'll go check them out. But um, you can use them on the back of your pencil or on the front of your pencil. So they're pretty yes. useful little devices. Cool. Well, what do you say, guys? Should we should we button it up? Sure. Some, we have uh, to revisit this in like a year. Yeah. Just see what what new innovations and in erasers have come about. I'll definitely keep my eye out for more erasers and and eraser caps. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Anna, where can, can people find you on the internet? Um, they can find me at the um, at wellpointeddesk.com. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as well, A-P-P-T-Desk. And you can also listen to me on my new podcast, which is Art Supply Posse. Um, and the website for that is artsupplyposse.com. And we're on Instagram and Twitter as Art Supply Posse. And uh, you should definitely have uh, Johnny on to talk about his his budding cartoonist career. Absolutely, making fun <laughs> of the neighbors. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Johnny, where can people <laughs> find you on the internet? You could find me at pencilrevolution.com, on Twitter at pencilution and on Instagram at Johnny Gamber. Cool. We'll have a we'll have where to find Tim in show notes, um, and also we'll have him back back next time unless he. Truly dislikes us, and then we'll just ask him back again, Anna, uh, if that is your real identity. Absolutely not. I'm actually Tim Wassum. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, I'm Andy Welfley. I am at uh, A Welfley on Twitter, A W E L F L E. My blog, which needs to be updated, is woodclinched.com, uh, and it's on Twitter at, wood, at woodclinched. Um, Erasable, the podcast, is at erasable.us. Um, come join our Facebook community. It's chock full of amazing discussions around pencils and paper and, and everything, what have you. Uh, we will not ban you for talking about ballpoint pencils, unlike some groups <laughs> out there. <laughs> we are at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. If you want to see our Facebook page where we schedule events for our live recordings and it's kind of our official voice, that's facebook.com slash erasable podcast. We're on Twitter at erasable podcast and on Instagram at the same. Uh, thank you so much to CW Pencils for sponsoring uh, this episode. Um, they, again, have a sampler pack with, with picks from uh, Johnny, Tim, and me, and Anna, and from CW Pencils themselves. For $4.50, there's a, um, there's a link in show notes, and you can find them at cwpencils.com or on Forsyth Street in lower Manhattan, the lower east side of Manhattan. Um, yeah, and uh, you can find this episode at erasable.us slash 54. And thank you very much, and we will see you all next week. The intro music for the Erasable podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.